It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I'm Scott Soschnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the show Hey the Money. Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Really? You want it? You want a mulligan? You no. Want, I'm going to give you the opportunity no for mulligan. a mulligan. No mulligan needed, Scott. Really? The most obvious. I've seen the headline show business, show me the money, showtime. I mean, at least in LA, it's showtime. You had. Lakers, and now you have Showtime. And it could be a different trademark, by the way, right? Because Pat Riley trademarked Showtime and 3 But Did you know he also trademarked 3 P? I I did know that. So yeah. other teams have to pay Pat Riley if they want to use that. But I'm going to give you a mulligan. You don't want to take the mulligan. No, we're good. We're sticking with it. Ay, 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 ay. All right. Well, I know some, some reporters might want a mulligan, Scott, after, oh, uh, God. <laughs> after I, reporting and, that Shohei was going to the Toronto Blue Jays oh, on Friday. Going to the Blue Jays. En route to Toronto, they were tracking planes. And what's his guy? What's the guy's name? Herzevic. You know, the guy, Robert Herzevic from the guy from Shark Tank. From Shark Tank. It was him and his family. And everybody started making jokes about it. Like the the library was like, Shohei's not here. We can tell you that. Everybody get in on the Twitter feed. Yeah, a a brutal day for journalism. Um, But I don't know if it was a, is it a rush to be first or is it somebody just really, really being used? I, I, I'm not mentioning, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but it really, you know, it really was something the whole sports world was watching and the story that he was going to Toronto was on his way and was signing and God, it was just, just wrong. 100% wrong. Although if you read Tom Verducci and we'll get to that in a minute, yeah, negotiating tactic. Like, was the media being utilized to get a little more money from the Dodgers? Yeah, it's it, it's certainly possible from the reporting. It sounds like at the last minute the Dodgers raised their raised their number by quite a significant mm-hmm. uh, amount of money uh, to get this done. We'll, we won't know unless some of these journalists talk about where they were getting right. their information. Um, th- there was such a unique little moment there on 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 Thursday or on Friday, Scott, where there was so much smoke around the idea of him coming to Toronto and uh, the, the 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 private plane that people were tracking from from L.A. to Toronto being one of them, the 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 sushi restaurant reservation that the, that one of the so Japanese funny. players on the on the Blue Jays had, and there was a rumor that it was for his wife's birthday, and then they looked. This up is the why we exist, Evan, in this portfolio of Penske Media because <laughs> sports is just the big giant poster of entertainment. It, I mean, think about it. Everything you could have encompassed so many Penske brands. It could have been Variety, it could have been Rob Report for the Jet, it could have been us, it could have been Rolling Stone. It, I mean, it's just a giant wax of entertainment yeah and these things on social media particularly on on twitter tend to take on a mind of their own and we saw a really bad version of that last week with the 
Corey Perry, Connor Bedard oh. rumors oh. where people were just kind of having fun on social media and it kind of snowballed into this huge thing that was was wrong and offensive and, and bad. And then I think you see kind of the other side, the, the more lighthearted side on uh, on Friday where everybody is just looking for reading tea leaves, tinfoil hat type stuff, just trying to figure out um, the, the momentum growing for the idea that Shohei was going to sign in, Kreskin in, in, in was Toronto. Wrong. I, I, I'll <laughs> give, I will give Kreskin Dick Glover, CEO, Sportico CEO Dick Glover credit. I wanted to argue with him just for fun. So I said, he's going to Toronto. No, Dodgers. He's an L.A. guy. No, Dodgers. You know, I'm like, okay, so you were right, Dick Lover. Two points for you. But can and, I give and you— And in fairness I, uh, to, to Dick, real quick, I mean, yeah. it, it, it just looks so obvious in retrospect, Yeah, of course. Right? Of like, course. the Dodgers have all the Did money. I, th- I would have been shocked a, if he went to Toronto. I'll tell you that much. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there were other teams, the Dodgers, the Angels, or the Giants, the Angels, the Cubs, the Red Sox, that were reportedly kind of in the running here, too. But for, for a Japanese player who is obviously extremely popular in Asia, I believe his girlfriend lives in— Hawaii, is that right? Um, if you're looking to win a championship, you want a lot of money, and you have a huge audience in in, in Asia, and and a desire to go to Hawaii a lot. Um, the Dodgers make a whole bunch of sense if that is uh, if, if that is just even some of the of the most important criteria. So it was always going to be the Dodgers, I think, in retrospect, Scott. But the way we got here, I do think is very funny. And by the way, I'd like to replay that in slow motion, if I if I may. I know this is a podcast, so people can't see it, but I would encourage you to clip this and put it on Twitter so that then they can go find it. When you said, "I think Otani's girlfriend lives in Hawaii," and I, I this is my, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, I hope that's right then. <laughs> this is my Gilbert Gottfried face. You know, like a, he's, he's going, ah, ah. I'm like, I have no idea where his girlfriend lives. But all right, can I bring this back to the hardcore sports business? And Please. I'm going to give you lots of credit and allow you. I don't like anything to go to waste, right? So you, in preparation, just in case, we'll tell the world, just in case Otani had picked the Blue Jays, you had been preparing a, a dossier on why and how Rogers Communications, which owns the team, why it would make sense for them and the myriad ways they could monetize a Shohei Otani. So I want you to do that. In the wider discussion, then we're going to go about media, about RSNs, and why he is where he is and how we tie it to Mark Cuban selling the Mavericks. Yeah, it's it's no secret that when 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 players get signed, often they're being signed more than for more than just hitting home runs or pitching and all that. Uh, and and Shohei can do can do both of those things, obviously. Um, but the Rogers Communications, which owns the Blue Jays, I think if if you look at all the MLB owners, the 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 group that has the most product it's looking to push it's probably rogers it is one of the biggest telecom companies telco giant in in canada wireless phones broadband cable internet multiple tv channels a huge network of of radio stations um a a ton of advertising sales The, the, the the rogers business is huge and it is not a stretch to see where had had he ended up in toronto all the ways in which they would have utilized him. He would have been playing games in the Rogers Center, the the the, the stadium. He would have been playing games on Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, he would have been playing for the Rogers' own Blue Jays. It, 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 it wasn't a stretch to think that he could be seen in in commercials or or, or do other things for the Rogers portfolio. There, there, there's there's all the ways that Shohei Otani helps your baseball team. 
both winning games and also from a marketing perspective. But then there's owners like Rogers that have other things that really benefit from having someone like Shohei in the flywheel as part of the family. Uh, so if you're thinking about dollars that get spent, and, and we can talk about the ways in which dollars that the, the Dodgers spend uh, are, are worth maybe more than they are for other teams, but, Dodger, but dollars that the Blue Jays spend on a star of, of Shohei Otani's caliber uh, is worth more to that ownership group than almost any other team in baseball. Yeah, you talk about teams making investments and you can say clubs are worth five, six, seven billion dollars, whatever it may be. Now put that up against the parent company of Rogers and you yeah. realize it's it's pocket A paying pocket B. It's yeah, you know, they exactly. can figure out a way for that to work. Sure. So it made sense. That is one of the things we say. Why why does the NFL not want corporate ownership? They don't want anything governing how the team runs that would be associated with a publicly traded company. Sure. Like you know, we have to make numbers. We can't, they don't want any of that. So uh, we, we just have to go with the sort of your, your wealthy individual or group uh, running an NFL team. That's not the case in the other sports. We talk about the triad, the holy trinity of team, venue, broadcast component, right? And that's where we can bring in the Dodgers. I remember, I'm so old, Evan, I was covering the sale of the Dodgers out of the bankruptcy, the Frank McCourt bankruptcy hearing member, Bud Selig actually so you know, old that was like well, a decade well, ago. But, but it, ready, it comes back to TV. If you remember, and yeah. I don't know if you do remember, that Bud Selig actually blocked a media deal with the Dodgers, which is what put the team into bankruptcy. Hmm. And by the way, what fueled the two billion dollar number at the time? The RSN with Time Warner, which became Charter, the whole thing, but. You can bet that Guggenheim, Mark Walter, uh, at the time of the bidding, they had, they might not tell you they had, but they had worked out their broadcast contract already with Time Warner, guaranteeing them 70 billion a year, whatever it is. I, I don't remember the exact number, but that is why they felt comfortable bidding what they bid on the team, knowing it would be a good deal. That's why everybody's so surprised. Oh my God, two billion. You know, the, there's a reason why. Um, you know, Fox tried to jump back in and buy back the Angels, right? Mm -hmm. When they were so um, the, uh, the Dodgers, excuse me. There's Dodgers. a reason. Why, yeah, there's a re there's a reason why that happened as well. They saw the program and they understood that they they could make money off this. But you know, everybody was so surprised at the two billion dollar number. And no, 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 that number had already been negotiated. They knew what they were coming, uh, what they were going to get. And then it became a distribution deal. You know, we're not being fully distributed to the people. Didn't matter. It was a guaranteed number coming in. It was the money versus the scale and the reach. Guess what? The Dodgers took the money. And it is one of the principal reasons. The guarantee payment, of course, then you, of course, have your sub fees as well. But once you have the big dollar payment, does it really matter? That is why the Dodgers felt comfortable spending $700 million on a player. Yeah, be more specific about that. The 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 way the Dodgers become a, a better ticket right now, certainly a more a hotter TV product mm -hmm. with Shohei Otani next year than they were before. They're going to be very good. They're going to be contending for a division title and be contending. Now we got to get to deferred compensation. My head's going to well, blow up. Oh know, my god! So where well, do you want to go? Yeah, well, let's put a pin in deferred compensation for a second and, and just be a little bit more specific about the way in which they the Dodgers can go to their TV partners now and suddenly increase the value of, of what they're getting paid year over year via their RSN? Well, it depends on when those deals are up, right? But just the Time Warner deal itself 
is, you know, they, they had a stalemate with DirecTV. They finally signed. I believe it's Cox. They still don't have a deal with Cox. I believe it's distribution. Cox. Distribution. Yeah, distribution deal with Cox. Now, uh, I am not Anthony Krupe. I do not know how many Cox uh, households there are in the SoCal market. I don't know. Uh, is it the same as sort of uh, Time Warner in New York? Remember with Lynn Sanity when they didn't of have course, a deal, they had to get it done between MSG. So we've seen in the past where an athlete can spur action. When that Linsanity happened, that is what solved the Time Warner MSG dispute. Politicians got involved. There were too many people who wanted to see this just the hottest story in the world, and they couldn't do it. So that's what spurred action there and solved it. Might happen here. If I'm a Cox customer right now and Shohei Otani is coming to the Dodgers, I want to see the Dodgers. I want to see him. You know, I think maybe a little bit of leverage that he's not pitching this year, this, you yeah. know, this upcoming year. But still, it, it's the hottest thing in baseball. I want to be a part of it. Now, if I'm a Cox customer and you're not delivering the Dodgers, do I switch my operator because I want to see it? That is some leverage. Maybe it'll get a deal done there. But obviously, it just makes the programming that much more in demand, that much more valuable uh, whenever the deals do come up. But the Dodgers own a stake in the, yep. in the RSN out there as well. So, you know, that's win-win for them. Again, we talk about temples, media, real estate, and let's not forget they own, you know, they still got to develop the parking lots over there. Frank McCourt still owns 50%. Maybe this does something there. I don't know. Do you now say is there, there more to do in, in, in a real estate development aspect now? I, I don't know. But it does make the programming that much more desirable, that much more valuable, which is exactly why they can go spend $700 million where realistically, who else is out there? Who else? And let's uh, and look at media. Just look at media. The Yankees can do it with the Yes Network. The Red Sox can do it with Nesson. The Mets can probably do it, even though Steve Cohen doesn't own SNY. The Mets could probably do it. Yeah. The Cubs could probably do it with Marquis. Now, who else? Show me. Show me the other. Uh, yeah. Anybody that has the word Bally's attached to its local broadcast. Take them out of the equation. They have yeah, or, no chance of making it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you can see how important the media component is and the guaranteed payment to the Dodgers based on this deal, which they negotiated at the time of purchase of the team, is the reason why they could out, they can go out and spend this kind of money. So let's talk about the the, the structure of this deal now. It's a ten year, seven hundred million dollar deal. Um, Average value there is seventy million dollars, but Shohei is not going to be. There you go, paid. Princeton University. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Shohei is not going to be getting paid seventy million dollars a year. We don't know all the terms, but we do have an understanding that this is a that a lot of the compensation is deferred, meaning it's going to be pushed out into the back end of the deal. And, Shohei and, and Bonilla for further beyond that. Um, th- this is a, a deal that you can essentially only do in 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 baseball, yeah. Scott. If you remember, it made me yeah, think no about it. Yep. Yeah, the, the the Devils tried to do this with uh, Ilya Kovalchuk uh, about a decade ago. There was a 17-year deal <laughs> worth a hundred-something million Novi dollars. Novi Williams comes with Devils and Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, and, and I and I looked this nice. up. So 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 17-year deal, $103 million. Um, he was going to get paid $500,000 a year for the first five years, and then everything was going to be going to be pushed into the back. The NHL rejected the deal because they felt like it was a, a salary cap circumvention, a deliberate mm-hmm. attempt to, to pay someone um, a chunk of money later on and have
have it count towards the books in different Sometimes ways. Sometimes the best deal is the one you didn't make. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we, we can debate that one another time. But 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 the the interesting thing here to me is that this is a deal probably in its structure that doesn't get done in the leagues that have salary caps. But in baseball, and Bobby Bonilla is another great example here, still getting paid a million dollars a year by the, by the New York Mets. Um, you can structure these deals uniquely, and if you think about the time value of money, uh, sure, Shohei Otani is going to get eventually seven hundred million dollars yeah, from the value, Dodgers. Yeah. But the 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 present day value of that money is is, is quite a bit different. Yeah. So th- th- this not only allows the Dodgers probably to spend more money now to help build around Shohei Otani, but it also means the 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 what they're actually paying him in terms of what it's going to cost out of their pocket as they make the payments is actually quite a bit less than seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do this kind of deal and you're Otani, you were recently playing for the Angels. Next to Mike Trout, you had two giant contracts. You had absolutely zero success, right? And they just were not in the winning conversation. So if he's going to make the move, he, this guy wants to win some baseball games. He's gonna, so he has his cake and he eats it too. He's staying in the huge market. He's staying with a well-capitalized ownership group. But you do he did have to help them a little bit in terms of who, do, who am I adding to this group? And if it was sort of $70 million right now, it certainly would have been a bit difficult for them to go out and surround him with even more talent. Um, but they certainly have a, a history of postseason play recently, right? They've got some good players on the roster, yeah. but there's some other things they want to do. And, and, and another big winner here, Scott, I think, uh, Major League Baseball. The, the Shohei Otani has done pretty much everything to do in, in sports, in, a very, in baseball, in a very short amount of time. One thing he has not done, he has not appeared in a playoff game. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the idea of baseball having one of its most marketable, maybe its most marketable stars, actually playing in meaningful MLB games. We saw the attention that the World Baseball Classic had last year when Shohei was was in the final. Um, getting him into striking the playoffs, out Mike Trout to end it. Out Mike Trout to end having it, my teammate. focus group of one at age whatever he was, 12, 13, wanting to go to his friend's house because they were having a WBC party because they wanted to see this thing. Damn right there's value there. Having him in the playoffs is huge. Having him not next year, but maybe in a future year starting playoff games on the mound I think is is a huge deal um, th- there's a lot about baseball that that getting him onto a team that is almost assuredly going to make the playoffs fairly consistently uh, over the course of the next few years if not even longer um, I do think is, is a big win for baseball as well absolutely and you caught me here I'm, I'm scrolling through my photos I'm trying to find the Soshnik family on the field at Dodger Stadium and, and not because it's like me on the field I could not care less but the focus group of one, I can guarantee you, he and his pals will absolutely be following the Dodgers next year. Yeah. They're going to want to watch as many games as possible, or at least, you know, to put them on the, uh, on the Snapchat group where something happens. Somebody scores for the Dodgers. They can input, I just want to know an Otani uh, home run, Otani hit, and he gets his alert, and he'll know in real time, even if he's not watching the game. When they go on and play MLB The Show, I guarantee you a lot of them are going to want to be playing on the Dodgers now. And that does mean, I, as we had with uh, the president of EA Sports the other day, I told him, you know, I don't usually like to upgrade year by year. <laughs> but can you possibly, think about it, can you possibly play that game, play the Dodgers right now, and not have the upgraded season where Otani's in the lineup? No, that yeah. doesn't work, right? Y- you have to. You have to do it that way. All right, here's focus group of one in the Yankee dugout. Now I'm trying to find where, here he is. Hold on, good good Twitter uh, good Twitter photo for you, Evan. You ready? There he is, focus oh, group of one. That. 
Uh, yeah, young young focus Looking group of one. Young on, there, on, yeah. yeah, on the field at Dodgers Stadium. Well, that's behind the thing, but he was on the field at some point. <laughs> I don't know where that was. We have one of those pictures where he's on the field. Oh, here we are. Oh, that's the whole clan. We'll get everybody in there. There we go. There's the whole clan on the field. Yep. Yep. So he's going to want to do it again. He's going to want to follow the Dodgers. Another fun one that I that I do want to talk about as well. I, I think it was the Athletic. Um, there is a there is a number of, of of Japanese reporters who live in the United States and <laughs> and sole job essentially is to follow Shohei Otani. Yeah, we've seen and this report, before. Report yeah. on him. Um, I I love the angle of all of those people sitting on pins and needles over the past week, realizing that that where Shohei decides he's going to play baseball for the next decade a good chance means that that is where they are uprooting their family where they are moving themselves a new city that they may need to go to um i I obviously can't speak for any of them i would imagine that staying in la is a really nice result for for a lot of those people as opposed to having to uproot and move to boston or move to toronto or something like that but i but i love the idea of, of shohei's decision having real life impact for a lot of people whose jobs kind of revolve directly around where he's playing, what city he's in. It's sort of like Brian Windhorst when he was like, you know, the only person, he was the LeBron reporter. So exactly right. Yeah. He was in Cleveland and it worked out fine, but then he had to go to Miami and then he's got to go to LA. And yeah. Yeah. And imagine that being a lot more of them and in a city where the language is very different, right? A foreign play. I think there's a, there's a really interesting kind of little angle there. Another thing I I do want to mention, Scott, the, the, the risk on this deal, it's, it's the biggest team, contract ever an athlete's ever what? been wait are you going to say insurance are you going to look into the insurance well, well yeah it's 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 a curious it's something i have because uh, i not just the deferred payments right which make the calculus for the team a little bit different in terms of what they're paying and also depending on how long those things are deferred out how risky are our revenue streams in major league baseball that's one aspect of it but he, he's torn the the uh, ligaments in his elbow pitching elbow twice he's coming off of surgery um that happened a few months ago he's not going to pitch this year it you, sounds you know who like. did the surgery Surgery, by the way, months ago. I do not know. Dodgers team doctor. Doctor Jim, there you go. Okay, very savvy, smart yep. move there. Very savvy. That's a look ahead, right? Wasn't the Blue Jays um, team doctor? The Dodgers team doctor. The the all of the the unprecedented things that he's doing comes with an unprecedented amount of playing time, um, both both pitching and and hitting. Obviously, um, I, I do wonder if, if if a contract this size, how the Dodgers maybe assess the risk of someone who is this generational, but 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 to do the things he's doing well also has to put more strain on his body than maybe any baseball player that we've seen in the past in, in the past hundred years. Yeah, look at pitchers. They pitch, you know, every fifth day most of the time. They must marvel at this guy having to go out every other day and play instead of just sit there and do bullpen work or a rest day or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a very, very difficult workload for this guy. I also I, I will admit that I when Shohei came onto the scene, I think I kind of personally downplayed how crazy it was that someone who was pitching was hitting two days later and then in the lineup for three days and then going back to pitching. And then when I read testimony, exactly what you're talking about, I read testimonials of other pitchers talking about how their body feels two days after they pitch, how much preparation they need to do before and after games just for the pitching side of things. Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate how insane it is what Shohei is doing until I heard his peers talk about how they they can't even fathom the, the, the physical and mental ability he has to do both these things at such a high level. Well, now that you are going into yet another age bracket, you you are you are soon a week away from going past 35 which 
me meeting you way back when is unfathomable to me because that means, oh my God, how you know I know how old I am. But yeah. your body is starting to break down. <laughs> you, you, you're complaining about you're limping around the office. I could not pitch and hit in Major League Baseball. Yeah, you you tried point, to run yeah. to the elevator earlier. That your gait looks so bizarre, world. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm trying to not hurt my foot. It's tender. Everything's you know, tender. <laughs> you, know, you know what else is tender? The negotiations between the PGA. Quick, the tough, tough segue, but oh, what the hell? Yeah. PGA, Live, <laughs> and now we know Fenway Sports Group with uh, a certain number of uh, professional sports owners uh, in the mix. Um, not surprised that Fenway is, is at least preferred bidder here, like last man standing among other groups with the expertise uh, among various sports, various teams, various parts of the country, various international interests that that would make a preferred partner for the PGA, regardless of what happens with the live negotiations, which, by the way, are supposed to be concluded by the end of the year. And I think you and I are pushing the over on that one. Yeah, the next few months are going to be absolutely fascinating. For, and maybe even the next three weeks are going to be absolutely fascinating for the future of professional golf, not just in the U.S., but globally. And also, I think you can pull some threads here about what, what may be coming down the line for other sports as well. Uh, there, there's two parallel tracks of negotiations happening here right now. The PGA is still in talks with PIF, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia, Live Golf, the European Tour, about the big commercial merger that they announced in June. What they announced back then was a deal where they all come together, PIF being the sole outside investor for this new global golf, Commercial professional entity. golf hegemon. Yeah. Um, Ooh, hegemon. I, we, I think you and I agree, most people I've talked to feel like th- that deal, as it was announced in June, is not going to happen. The, things are way more complicated now. The idea of PIF being the sole backer of this thing seems very unlikely. Um, but they are still in talks about trying to figure out what that framework could be. And then on the side, PGA has been talking with a number of other investment groups about the idea of those groups investing in the PGA's commercial assets, just the PGA. And that could happen in concert with this bigger thing, maybe with the Saudis, or it could be in lieu of if the the Saudi negotiations fall apart. News this week, Scott, the the groups that they have been talking to on the PGA Tour side are now down to one group. You said it. It's led by Fenway Sports Group, owners of the Penguins, the Red Sox, and Liverpool. And then there's a number of other fairly big-name owners as part of that group. Steve Cohen of the Mets, Mark Atanasio of the Brewers, uh, the Ricketts family in in Chicago. Mark Lazary is in there. There's a firm, Wick Grosbeck, co-owner of the the Celtics. There's a firm backed by the Bezos family. It is a led. Speaking Jeff of deep packets, yeah, half yeah. brother. Um, so, so there, there, there's should, a lot. Wait, of should I help you out a little bit with Arthur Blank, Jerry Cardinal? You know, we just push it a little bit, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's a star-studded group. Um, so those two things are happening simultaneously, and then I'll throw one third piece of really interesting news into the mix here, which was John Rahm, who I think a lot of people would say is is maybe the best, if not one of the best, uh, living golfers right now. A golfer who is firmly in his prime seems poised to leave the PGA Tour to go join live seems Timing poised there. what do you mean seems poised it is i don't know if it's been formally announced i know he's talked about yeah, he's he said i'm point. going i'm going right great so he is leaving he is planning to leave the pga tour to go to live um all of the, that that coming in the middle of these negotiations i think is very interesting it's unclear if this is a bargaining chip negotiation by by live if this is John trying to read the tea leaves of what he thinks is actually going to happen in the next few weeks and try to position himself that way. Is it a sign that negotiations are falling apart? Um, there's a whole bunch of, of, of interesting things there. But the, the one of the most, if you take out Rory and Tiger, John Rahm is probably the, the most valuable 
golfer to be in the PGA Tour stable and someone who was very outspoken a year mm-hmm. ago about staying with the PGA Tour, about that being where happy. the money is. Yeah, he um, for him to be to be changing his tune at this point, uh, I think has opened a lot of eyes and and has a lot of questions being asked around golf. So we, a really fascinating time right now for for pro golf. Yeah, he was more livid than anybody else. And now, oh gosh, Scott. I had to. It was too easy. Ooh. You said living or whatever you did. I was like, is he really trying to do that? Or is he leaving, living? I didn't know what you were trying to do. Um, one, one thing I did, I, I did read this weekend that I thought was interesting was um, this idea that for, for, for a long time when, when PGA and Liv were at odds with each other, the so much of the messaging from the PGA Tour was about Saudi Arabian oil money and how there was a kind of a moral authority on the side of the PGA tour. Oh, they, inv- and- I mean, t- t- um, um, Jay Monahan Jay yeah, yeah. invoked 9-11 many times right yeah, yeah it was it was a big part of the pitch and 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 I know people are speculating now that the minute you announce that you intend to merge with them you lose all of that moral authority right and and if that may be a factor in what's happening with John Rahm which is that the the argument for staying with the PGA yeah. Tour just got so much weaker the minute the PGA Tour essentially ceded the moral high ground so there's some interesting stuff there that there is the 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 commercial tie up that was announced in June um very notably essentially terminated or paused all of the legal fighting between Live and the PGA Tour a very expensive series of of of, of court back and forth one the pga um, tour could not win when the pga tour could not win and, and hinted that it could not even afford to continue right. doing for for a few years if this falls apart or if they, if they if they struggle to get a deal done in the next few weeks what happens to that litigation i'm sure we'll be writing about that at sportico there's a million different angles here uh, again to, to what is unfolding in professional golf and probably has people in other sports like tennis and 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 maybe MMA there's there's people in a lot of other sports I'm sure that are watching this all very very clear, carefully are you saying our friend Ahmad Nassar is looking around going, hey, what about anybody want to invest in our players? Is, is, is that what is that? What I mean, there's say? been there's been discussions about investment in the WTA tour. I'm sure yeah. the, the ATP has looked at it. I'm sure players just like in golf would have a variety of things to say about that. There would be a lot of money in it. Yes, I think if you're any part of the ecosystem of professional tennis, I think you're kind of eagerly, closely and curiously watching what happens uh, with, with professional golf. All right, and by the way, that uh, that Jay Monahan uh, stumble I had—that's known as a senior moment, Eben. Mm. And I want to welcome you to the club very soon. So, soon you will be experiencing your own, being like, "What?" I am already there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're 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 in training in spring training. You're in training for senior moments, but you're you're almost there. And if, I'd be remiss, by the way, because she did reach out. Our former colleague Janet Paskin, you know, reached out to both of us, saying, "When are you going to talk Otani?" Um, because. Her son, Sal, and I was lucky enough to take a Mets game in when they visited from Asia. Um, so hello to Janet and hello to Saul. We have to have Saul do one of the intros, right? One of these days. We got to include him in the show. I think we I totally need – this would have been a good one, but we'll figure it out. So keep your hats on, uh, Janet and Saul. We're going to get you in, involved in the show coming up. Rumor has it that Saul's baseball team was in Manila a few yes, weeks ago. Yes, I heard. Uh, I heard. Can't inter- wait to go back. International gameplay, yep. which is very impressive. I heard. I heard. He cannot wait to go back. I, I, I wondered if youth sports was as crazy over there as it is in the U.S. <laughs> and I think it's, it, it's not, but give it time because everybody regresses to the crazy meme when it comes to youth sports. Flying to the Philippines for a, for a game feels like, uh, feels like pretty serious or a, a series of games, but, but that's just me. 
the Nazi. I, I, well, it's not like you're flying from New York to the Philippines. No, of course. <laughs> so let's make that clear. Again, the based in Asia, it's you know, it's like my drive to Boston for the tournament. I got it. You know, I could sure. fly. So anyway, well, close well, the show. All right. Shout out to Saul and Janet in in in, in Hong Kong. Uh, he is Scott Soshnick. You can find him on Twitter at Soshnick. I am Eben Novi Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. The Sportacast is produced by Erin Greenewald. Thank you to Erin for everything that she does. Sportico's digital media editor, Cora Veltman, would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.